welcome to Get Outside, the Urban Edition, brought to you by Ordnance Survey. In the next half hour, we'll be taking you to some superb outdoor city spaces. Wow, I wish you could see this. It's sunset. The city is stretched out below. It looks like a little toy town. We'll be asking why you might want to be active outdoors in our cities and towns. If more people walked more of the time, there'd be less air pollution, less obesity, less mental health problems, more enjoyment. It's my start and my end of my day. It gets me out in the fresh air. You wake up. You don't actually need to have a coffee if you do a 45 minute walk in the morning. And sharing some top tips on how to do it. You don't need to have any kind of plan or organisation. You can just step outside. You don't need any special gear. You don't need any money. You can just step out your door and go for a wander. So head to os.uk slash urban for more on how you can be active outdoors in cities and look out for Ordnance Survey's new easy-to-use Walk London and Walk Edinburgh maps and keep listening to Get Outside the Urban Edition for inspiration and tips. Wow, I wish you could see this. It's sunset. I'm right at the top of Arthur's Seat in beautiful Edinburgh and the city is stretched out below. It looks like a little toy town. Even Edinburgh Castle looks small, which if you've seen Edinburgh Castle is bizarre because it's big. And although we're in Edinburgh and we'll also be in London, actually the things we're going to be hearing about are techniques and tricks and tips that you can apply to any city, as we discover in Get Outside, the Urban Edition. The rain has stopped in Edinburgh. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> yes, but hopefully you'll get some sun later in the week. So I'm sure we will. And you're listening to, tell us who you are. So my name's Kat Webster. I live in Edinburgh and I'm one of the Orden Survey champions. Quite like to get out adventuring the Highlands when I can, but also feel really lucky to live in such a beautiful city. And what a beautiful city. We're standing just outside the castle and such an imposing sight. It just feels like you're in a film, doesn't it? And of course, we've actually, we've actually met up. It's dark, isn't it? It's floodlit. So that is gorgeous. It's one of the things that you never get bored of, no matter how long you've lived in Edinburgh. It's just always so impressive uh, to see the castle. And yeah, even on a dark and rainy <laughs> night like this. Yeah, and it's a great viewpoint as well, as you can see. Looking over to the north, you get an amazing view over the new town of Edinburgh, out towards across the Forth and over to Fife. And on a clear day, you can see right out to the bridges as well. And then over to the south, You've got the Pentland Hills, you can see Arthur's Seat, the whole of the old town as well, all the way down the Royal Mile. So yeah, it's a fantastic, wow. fantastic viewpoint. So Arthur's Seat? I think it's one of the best things about uh, Edinburgh and being able to get outside is that you have this big mountain, well, small hill in the centre <laughs> of the city and it's, it's really accessible to everybody. And yeah, it's a fantastic place to go and just feel like you're not even in the city sometimes yeah. and the great thing as well is for me is you can be up there for sunrise especially at this time of year and then you can be at your desk for nine o'clock as well so that's really nice and even make a coffee when you're up there and <laughs> yeah great way to start the day 
beautiful pipe music in beautiful Edinburgh and we'll be back there soon. But this podcast is about ways to be active outdoors wherever you are. So what about the UK's other urban spaces? Well, Daniel Raven Ellison is a get outside champion, a guerrilla geographer, a National Geographic explorer, and also the founder of the successful campaign to make London the world's first national park city. Why does he think we should be getting out and exploring urban spaces? Cities, urban habitats, urban landscapes are very different to deserts or rainforests or moorland or mountains, but they're just as fascinating and exciting and adventurous to explore. You just have to see it slightly differently. I think a lot of people in cities spend a lot of time occupied in in their cars or on, on concrete paths or in their houses. But we're very fortunate in the UK that many of our cities are actually phenomenally green with lots of feral and wild spaces that are good to explore if you like that. But, you know, the, the urban canyons of downtown cities, I think, can be great to explore as well. I can almost feel somebody, Dan, I'm not, uh, just to play devil's advocate, I can almost feel somebody uh, working on an industrial estate on the outskirts of somewhere, I'm not going to name a city, but take a typical city, who's like, really? <laughs> so what would you say, what would you say to someone who says, nah, that's not quite how I see it? What, how can we turn that notion into a practical thing? I'd say, you know, fundamentally it's a question of of what is your personal geography and what are you into within that geography okay so a lot of people will only really walk for a few minutes away from their home or a few minutes away from their work but if you push that boundary you can quite often get in some fairly interesting stuff so I walked across all the cities in the UK from one side to the other and apart from maybe the top 10 larger cities like London and Birmingham and Manchester most of them you can walk from the outskirts of the city to the city centre within an hour you know so really most people who live in cities in the UK actually have an entire city they could get to um, within maybe an extended lunch break and, and maybe get out of the city if they want to as well but like I say I mean in the case of London where I do a lot of my work half the London half of London is physically green there are 3,000 parks 1,400 sites of importance for nature conservation um, so you're never really too far away from these places where actually you can find great solace and tranquility even in the heart of the city tell you what I'm slightly distracted Kat because that castle is absolutely stunning isn't it unfortunately we can't see Arthur's seat it's been swallowed up in mist and fog which is a shame (laughs) but it is there over here and also the Pentlands to the south another great thing about Edinburgh is if you you know do want to get out for a slightly bigger walk just a short bus away you've got the Pentlands we're just coming to um, I don't know the parapet really we can just see Cat, look at that. What do we see down below? That is actually, that is beautiful. And this is a really, really urban view. There's lots of ancient buildings, all with their little lights on and twinkling away there. It's gorgeous. All of Edinburgh's old town and new town as well are actually UNESCO World Heritage sites. So, yeah, really beautiful. But as well, I don't know if you know that Edinburgh's sort of built around seven hills. So you've got Arthur's Seat and Carlton Hill and Castle Rock, where we're standing right now which many people will know in the city centre. But even if you move further out, you know, you've got Blackford Hill, Castorfin Hill, these kind of places. So actually, you know, wherever you live in the city, probably within a short walk or a bus ride, you have a 
a hill or a wild place that's really accessible. So that's another great thing about Edinburgh as well, is there's just so many, so many places and so many viewpoints and you get amazing views like this all over the city. It's the burbling sound of the water of Leith, which is actually a beautifully restful place. Now, let me know who you are. So my name's Kate. I'm one of the Audience Survey Get Outside Champions for Scotland. I'm based in Edinburgh and by trade I'm a travel blogger. I run a travel site called Love From Scotland which shows people how to get outside and walk and explore the beautiful country in which I live in. And I live in the city of Edinburgh actually on the water of Leith where we're walking today. And it's absolutely brilliant and we've just come down from Dean Village haven't we? Yes. And how pretty, how attractive. It's stunning, um, yeah it really is. And I'm so lucky because you've been filling me in on just a bit of the history of what is such an important part of, the, of Edinburgh, basically. It's the heart of Edinburgh. Beyond the old and new towns and the World Heritage Site that everybody knows about, the rest of Edinburgh is actually built around this river, uh, running from the southwest in Belerno right the way down to the Port of Leith, over a 15-miles long river. It's the heart of the city. And what it is, of course, when, when I say we stood there in what is a, a beautiful urban landscape, but, of course, it's there for a very specific reason. And, I don't know, switch the clock back however many hundreds of years, and that would have been a really industrial heartland, wouldn't it? Yeah, it's 800-year-old mills. Uh, so 11 of them at one point, which were making grain for flour mills for Edinburgh. And they'd been churning out with hundreds and hundreds of people working down there and churning out lots of smoke and, and muck into this river. Um, but it's now completely different. It's all been refurbished, and it's an absolutely stunning place to live and to, to visit as well. And I suppose if we head on, we'll start on our way walking, just a, a little bit of a walk beside the water of Leith, Kate. And I suppose it, it struck me very much that wherever we are, I mean, Edinburgh clearly is such a beautiful city, but actually there are parallels for the water of Leith in pretty much any city, I guess. The, the river runs through our urban areas, doesn't it? And actually there is pretty much always something to see beside rivers. Incredible amount of things to see beside a river, not just wildlife, as you can hear. I just saw a heron fly down the river a couple of seconds ago. But yes, everything from we're walking towards St Bernard's Well, which is a mineral well right in the heart of Edinburgh with a, a Georgian folly built onto the top of it. It's, it's unbelievably pretty. To uh, giant bridges, to aqueducts, to even people kayaking and canoeing, because you can on this river. Yeah, uh, and fish, and if fish you've got your well. permit, which yes. is free. Yeah. <laughs> you have to get one, yes. we should stress. <laughs> And I suppose there's something about water, I always think, and we think perhaps of beaches as being places which we know we love, but, but beaches for many people are not that, that accessible. They can't necessarily just sort of trip off to the beach, but whereas we might be able to find ourselves beside a river. Yeah, it's just certainly places, quiet, simple places just to sit and to wander and get away from the busy traffic. As you can hear, there's no traffic here at all. You don't feel like you're in the heart of a city here. You feel like you're miles and miles away out in the, the countryside, but I can see houses up above me and there are people living right next to this river. And I suppose as well, the roads are the main pathways, the routeways, I guess, of our times, whereas before the sea and the river would have been the key transport routes. So these networks, and quite often with paths beside, can actually lead us through sometimes a surprising side of our own cities. Yeah, most of uh, Edinburgh, you, you have no idea the river's here, so you can't see it from most of the city until you actually walk down into it. And you can see you know, so much of Edinburgh that you've no idea exists. 
it's as I say from the, the heart of the industrial docks down in Leaf to where we are in Dean Village just now which is you know over 800 years old up to uh, we've got to say aqueducts and, and various things like that where the, where the river crosses the canal and much more man-made structures. And of course our cities Birmingham. I don't know if this is true, and I'm sure people will correct us <laughs> if I'm wrong. What is it? More canals than Venice? I have yes, no idea. No, that's true. true. That's very true. Yeah. And actually, wandering around the canals there is a superb way to get to know it. Same for Manchester as well. And Edinburgh. Edinburgh has canal, which comes right into the heart of the city, just like the river does. And uh, again, the river and the canal cross each other with a quite a spectacular aqueduct that you can walk over. And the canal in Edinburgh takes you all the way to Glasgow. So, it, again, you can walk 52 miles from the centre of Edinburgh to the centre of Glasgow on the canal. I wonder if it's partly about seeing the familiar in a slightly different way, just taking a slightly sideways look at it and think, yes, of course, I could, you know, I could drive from A to B, or I could maybe get on the bus and do a little bit here and walk the rest of it. So is it thinking perhaps a bit differently, do you think? I think we have far, far too busy lives. And I'm one of those people, I have multiple hats from doing a bit of outside champion to blogging to working in an office and, and actually being able to think, well, on my lunchtime, I'm going to walk down into the water of Leaf and do a, a mile walk loop around the city, taking a space and some fresh air and, you know, thinking about your own wellness, I think, really. And these walk, urban walkways are really to get you away from your, your day-to-day life. You see, it's lunchtime, there's loads of people walking around here at the moment just getting out and exploring that. Even on, and not particularly, it has to be said, not a particularly fine day. But uh, It's very typically Scottish, I would say. <laughs> Is this mist or perhaps this just Scotland. drizzle? It's just Edinburgh. <laughs> and I suppose cities are, uh, well, there are many things, aren't they? There can be a springboard to outdoor spaces that are slightly further afield. But what about that notion of if you love the wild spaces... We can't all be in the world spaces all the time, so can we enjoy urban spaces as well? It definitely, I and mean, I think we're all guilty sometimes of thinking about getting outside in terms of, you know, going to the wilds, to the countryside, travelling a great distance, climbing a hill, having a big objective. But um, I think a lot of our towns and cities as well. There's great opportunities to get outside in our towns and cities and the best thing about it is that you don't need to have any kind of plan or organisation. You can just step outside, you don't need any special gear, you don't need any money, you don't even really need a plan. You can just step out your door and go for a wander and it's still getting outside, you know. And Edinburgh in particular has many amazing places to, to explore on foot. So we're back beside the, well, the very photogenic water of Leith, Kate. And if we want to start getting out there and exploring urban spaces, what tips do you have to, to help us get underway? One of the things that people are, are using to explore cities a lot more is Instagram. Um, whilst it can have lots of negative connotations, it actually means that you get to go out and see the places that you've seen on Instagram. Maybe you might want to take, not take the same picture as everybody else, but maybe walk a little bit further and explore the pathways down. Uh, it makes a very different experience and actually being able to find your own bit of the city to take a picture of rather than the, the traditional shot. I mean, we saw quite a few people taking the stunning shot underneath the Dean uh, Bridge of, of Dean Village. Um, but just two minutes down the road, you've got a completely different environment to explore. That's interesting, That the notion of Instagram and, and it if somewhere is tagged and people then going to that same spot and it can of course cause 
some problems, especially in wild spaces, if everybody's going yes, to the same so spot. Much so, yeah. so maybe we could, I don't know, rather than tagging the place, could say, look, this is Edinburgh, this is what I saw, go out and find your own yeah, bit. Yeah. I visited the Water of Leaf, not I visited Dean Village, and actually the Water of Leaf walkway and, and walk it and actually explore part of it rather than just going tagging stuff on the sim one spot and off you go back somewhere else spend a bit more time and you've got 12 miles of it but 12 miles of walkway to find a bit more space and a bit more time and, and your own photograph and Kat what about you here we are we're strolling beside beautiful Edinburgh Castle and here it's really easy to see the appeal this is somewhere you want to come and be outside but what about when you'd be doing a similar urban walk route every day and it's easy to think oh, this is getting a bit old how can we stop that from happening and in fact can we stop that from happening yeah, I know. Sometimes you, sometimes it can feel like you're you're walking the same streets. Um, one of the things I I'm quite into photography, so I, I think that's quite a nice way of looking afresh at places that you maybe see every day. So uh, just taking the time to maybe stop and notice the little details, changing of the seasons. I think that can be a really good way of of looking and new new at things. So I cycle commute to work. So I cycle the same bike path every day it's about a 15 mile round trip and it can get a bit you know tedious it's great to get that exercise and things but once you've done it you know every day for weeks on end so so yeah I started just taking photographs occasionally of the change of the seasons along the bike path and yes just something little like that uh, can be a really nice way of seeing somewhere fresh again that you've been many times before Back to London and Dan Raven-Ellison. So Dan, we're looking at tips, aren't we, on getting outside in urban spaces and you're behind making London the world's first national park city. So what is a national park city? The idea of the national park city is essentially that just like a rural national park, the London National Park City is a place you can explore, that you can enjoy. It is um, a vision that you can share and it's a way of organising and building a community around making that place better for life, whether it's making it greener, healthier or wilder. But when you look at the range of issues that, that London faces, especially environmental issues, but a range of issues, essentially, if people just did two things more, it would have a profound impact on the city. So firstly, if people planted more stuff, it would create more habitat for animals, it would reduce the chances of flooding, it would make the city more resilient to climate change, it would have an impact on people's health and well-being. The second thing, if you did more, is walk more. If more people walked more of the time, there'd be less air pollution, less obesity, less mental health problems, more enjoyment. Just those two things. If vastly more people walked more and grew more stuff, it would have a profound impact. Sometimes the, the challenges that we face as society seem very compli- complicated. Climate change, extinction of species, your employees at work not getting on with each other. But sometimes it's the simple thing of going for a walk and having some playtime that you know actually makes everything much better than it would otherwise be. Thinking about it, Kate, actually, you know, today is not the best weather day. Clearly, it's, it's actually not terrible, and for that we're thankful. But I don't know, I suppose it's the sort of day... Uh, in the winter when you think actually I could just hop on a bus or I could just drive I think you do a lot of walking on your commute what are your tricks if you like how do you get yourself to do that walking as opposed to using several wheels to to get you there (laughs) well I walk to work 
and back from work every single day of the year. Rain or shine, sun, snow, uh, and it does snow quite a lot here. It's about six miles there and back. A lot of it is on the water of leaf that we're on now. And it's a massive part of my day. It's my start and my end of my day. It gets me out in the fresh air. You wake up. You don't actually need to have a coffee if you do a 45 minute walk in the morning because by the time you've got to your destination, you're wide awake. But how do you keep it interesting? If you see something every day, what's that, what's that process? Well, I don't think routine is a bad thing, but when routine is beautiful, because walking outdoors to and from work is beautiful and Edinburgh is one of the most stunning cities in the world. So routine when you're walking in beauty isn't dull. And, and you actually just enjoy that you know, beauty every single morning. And you watch the, the city change as the seasons change and the leaves change and the colours change and the whole city just becomes different throughout the year. So it's never dull. And I guess how you are within it, because in the summer it's a certain thing, but obviously in the winter it's a certain thing, in the fog and the snow. And the dark Again. and the cold and the fact that Edinburgh, as we were saying, it gets dark at four o'clock, so you're walking pretty much to and from work in the dark for six months a year and you watch the city wake up and the, the sunrise and you can see the castle as you're sunrising. It's just a lovely way to wake up every morning rather than stuck with everybody on a bus with your headphones on and not actually watching the world go by around you. It's just a, a great way to start and end the day. So beautiful green spaces within cities are one thing, but Dan, can it work as well? If it's not a green space, it's a very, I don't know, a very urban, gritty perhaps, outdoor space. Yeah, totally. I mean, thinking about London, where in the city of London itself, you have these phenomenal urban canyons, you're surrounded by nothing but, but, but grey and steel and glass walls. But that's still an incredible environment to explore and, and be in. It's very easy to be prejudiced against those sort of spaces, but I still find those places sort of awe-inspiring and really enjoyable to explore. And, and, and actually, when I'm walking around, you know, I, I'm not necessarily looking always for a sensation of, like I said before, around tranquility or something being beautiful or nice. I'm quite happy to be somewhere and be offended or disgusted by something, and, and that has value to me as well. We've just done a little circuit of, I believe it's called the Esplanade here, isn't it? Outside the castle, like castle kind of forecourty bit. Yeah. We're about to begin going down the cobbled street at the start of the Royal Mile, and I'm sure there'll be plenty of tartans and yeah. <laughs> bagpipes and everything else yeah. to. It's all very beautiful. <laughs> and I think what I shall do, Kat, as I carry on my walking around Edinburgh, is I shall. Yeah, I should think about that and I should think about the light and the seasons and the composition and the, the different pictures and the history and all that stuff that you can discover pretty much wherever you are. That was Get Outside the Urban Edition, brought to you by Ordnance Survey. It featured Kat Webster, Kate Hopper and Dan Raven-Ellison and was recorded and edited by me, Belinda Dixon. If you like the sound of exploring London or Edinburgh on foot, look out for Ordnance Survey's new Walk London and Walk Edinburgh maps. And for more inspiration and information about ways to enjoy being active outdoors in cities and towns wherever you are, head to os.uk slash urban.